This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. So in Taiwan, the United States is circumspect. They are already, they're treading slowly and cautiously. But that's not the case in Afghanistan. On Sunday, the United States carried out a major attack on Kabul. The target was this man, Ayman al-Zawahiri. He had succeeded Osama bin Laden as the al-Qaeda chief. Since then, there was a target on his back, almost $25 million. That's how much the U.S. government was offering for his whereabouts. So naturally, you would imagine, Zawahiri was living in some deserted cave or some thick jungle. Well, it turns out he was not. The Al-Qaeda chief was living in a busy Kabul neighborhood. He was right under the Taliban's nose. Or should I say, under the Taliban's protection. On Sunday, the US military took him out. They launched a drone strike on Zawahiri's residence in Kabul. The operation was confirmed by US President Joe Biden. He said, justice has been delivered. My fellow Americans, on Saturday, at my direction, the United States successfully concluded an airstrike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that killed the Emir of Al-Qaeda, Iman al-Zawiri. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. Zawahiri was born in Egypt in 1951. You could call him a career terrorist. He joined the Muslim Brotherhood at the age of 14. Then the Egyptian Islamic Jihad and finally the Al-Qaeda. Somewhere along the way, he also studied medicine. Zawahiri was a trained surgeon. In 2009, he became the operations commander of Al-Qaeda. And in 2011, he became the Emir, the chief. Finding him was a long and draining process for the U.S. They tracked him for years. But in August 2021, the search area narrowed. Why is that? Because the Taliban captured power in Kabul, Zawahiri would have felt much safer living under the Taliban. No anti-terror operations, no foreign troops, a safe haven for terrorist masterminds just like him. So the U.S. military began combing through Afghanistan. Earlier this year, they had a breakthrough. Zawahiri's family had moved to Kabul, his wife, his daughter and her children. So the U.S. intelligence agencies began playing a waiting game. They wanted to see if Zawahiri himself would turn up. Eventually, he did. They spotted him on the balcony of a multi-storied building in Kabul. The next step was planning the attack. First, they studied the living pattern of the building, like where the family slept. When did Zawahiri step out? How long did he stay on the balcony? All of this information was compiled to devise an attack plan. How long did that take? Almost two months, May and June. On the 1st of July, they presented the plan to U.S. President Joe Biden. He asked a few routine questions like, what was the risk of civilian casualties? Could weather play spoil sport? And where exactly is the structure located? And then Biden sat on this plan for more than 20 days. Finally, on the 25th of July, he gave the green light. Interesting fact, the president was actually in quarantine due to COVID at that time. And once Biden signed off on the operation, the military got to work. First, they had to decide on the weapon. Unlike the bin Laden raid, U.S. soldiers would not be deployed this time. This would be a drone strike. That's what they decided. So they decided to use the Hellfire RNX missiles, a.k.a. the Ninja Bomb. Most conventional missiles use an explosive warhead. They blow up after hitting their target. The Hellfire does not. This missile 
is fitted with six razor-like blades. Instead of blowing up the target, the missile slices through it. I know it sounds blood-chilling. But there's a reason why militaries use the ninja bombs. You see, explosions can cause civilian casualties. You cannot determine how big the blast will be. Blades are relatively safer. So that's what they used in the Zawahiri operation. At 6.18 a.m. on Sunday, two Hellfire missiles were released. Zawahiri was on the balcony at that time. U.S. officials say he was killed on the spot. This video shows the aftermath of the drone strike. You can see a plume of smoke rising. But the building itself appears to be intact. Also notice where Zawahiri was living. His residence was surrounded by dozens of other buildings. Honestly, it looks like prime real estate, which raises the question, how did this dreaded terrorist find a safe haven in Kabul? We asked the same question back in 2011. How did Osama bin Laden find a safe haven near a Pakistani military installation? And both questions had the same answer. Because the regime was harboring them. Zawahiri's house was apparently owned by a top aide of Sirajuddin Haqqani. He's the Taliban's interior minister. Also chief of the Haqqani network. The Haqqanis actually tried to cover up the drone strike to erase any proof that Zawahiri was living there. Why do you think that is? Because the Taliban has not changed. They promised to drive out foreign terrorists from Afghanistan. Instead, they were harboring the Al-Qaeda's chief. So much for Taliban 2.0. Their spokesperson has condemned the U.S. strike, but no word on Ayman al-Zawahiri, how he ended up in Kabul, why he was living in a Haqqani safe house. No word on any of that. And frankly, it's not surprising. The Taliban's return has invigorated terror groups in Afghanistan. The Al-Qaeda has around 180 to 400 fighters in its ranks. Doesn't count as a global threat. But with the Taliban in charge, who knows? Terror groups thrive when states sponsor them. It happened in the 1990s under the Taliban. It's happening again under their second regime. Such targeted strikes can temporarily halt their growth. But ultimately, you need sustained campaigns. Does Joe Biden have the appetite for that? From the looks of it, he doesn't. This drone strike was not just about America's national security. It was also about their politics. Joe Biden's popularity has tanked in the last couple of months. At this rate, his party could lose the midterm elections in November. So what does he do? Bring out the 9-11 card. Zawahiri was among the main planners of 9-11. Killing him is sure to be a vote catcher. And for the record, it's not just Joe Biden. Barack Obama did the same with Osama bin Laden. His domestic policies were stalled, so he took out bin Laden. Donald Trump did the same in 2019. His re-election chances were looking slim. So Trump took out Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. He was the caliph of the Islamic State. And don't get me wrong, all these operations are crucial in the war on terror. These men deserve to be neutralized. Having said that, where is the sustained campaign? You take out the leader, you take a victory lap, and you forget about the problem. Repeat. Terrorism cannot be defeated with such gungo operations alone. You need grassroots level campaigns. You need sustained anti-terror programs. If not, we'll wake up to another drone strike 10 years from now, a new president, but the same Al-Qaeda.